I think it's going. I don't know what's happening. We've been doing this for almost 100 episodes, and this shit keeps changing. Okay, it's good. We're good. I already hate it. Everything's fine. DQ after dark. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Jokes D- made before we start recording. Burr, yeah, burr, burr, burr. DQ after dark. Say what? It's like a comedy sports. They do the adult version of comedy sports. What do they call it? Shit. I probably should have known that before. Sports I started after dark? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> comedy in the dark. Dark comedy? Is that what that means? That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Hi everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. I don't know why I did it like that. I don't either. That's I weird. got like a little, there's a little motion with it. I don't normally have that was new. Do I hear myself in the speakers? I yeah. hear you. But you hear me in the headset, right? Yes. I don't know if I also hear me in the speakers. I think that I do. Like last time. Remember? That was the thing. Is it you in the speakers or is it just because the headset's so loud? I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell. Oh, well. Talk. Hello, hello, hello. No, it's the headset. It is? It okay. is. It's so loud. It's that loud? Yeah. Wow. That's what Charlie says when I'm editing at his place, too. He's like, Jesus Christ, you guys are so loud. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck him. He hasn't left a review yet. And ask him if he has a sticker. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> He's, yeah, I know he doesn't. You guys can meet him at our live show. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which. Hey! Yay! Segways are weird. Yeah, they are. So what we're working on for episode 100, we're going to go ahead and put this out there because when we say things on the podcast, they come true. So we have abandoned the idea of staying at the Van Zandt house. Y'all, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. We could have made a night work, but they have a two night minimum. You have to say, I don't want to be there two nights. I'm not trying to be there two nights. It only takes one night to record a podcast. It only takes one night to get possessed. I'm not interested. No, I'm not interested. Um, I mean, I was interested, but not. Not at not anymore. Not at that price for two nights a night. Uh, two nights. Oh my we god, do it. so expensive. Maybe for our two hundredth. Okay? Maybe we, maybe we'll make it happen. You know. Maybe. But so instead, something way more inclusive for you, the listeners. Yeah. Is we're trying to do a live show for Yay! episode one hundred. Live show, bring it straight to you in the flesh. We're real yeah, people yeah, yeah. in Philadelphia, you bitches. Blah, 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 blah. So one five. We don't have the exact details for you yet. We are aiming for between the dates of April 9th and April twelfth. And it will be here in Philadelphia. So we're just trying to to get the venue pinned down. Where we have a few communicado. <laughs> we have a know. few things in the fire. There are a few places that few we're talking to and we're trying to work out that we yes. can get a date that falls in that little window. So hopefully we can do a weekend show for you guys because that might be a little easier to get to. But for right now, mark your calendar for that whole weekend <laughs> and don't make any other plans. No other plans. April Only plan for us. 9th through the 12th, we are aiming for episode 100, the live recording. Yes. So it should be really, really cool. It's going to happen. And you know what else is going to happen at the live recording? Merchandise. Merchandise. It's true. We're going to have some merch there that you can only buy for if now. If you're there. At the live show. Yep. 
For now, you can only buy it at the live show and at the rate that we do things. Who knows how long it'll be Maybe until you get, get it online. One, so, yeah, we don't even have a website. So show up. <laughs> just show up and get some merch. And it's limited edition. Yeah, it is going to be limited edition. Honestly, yes. Maybe I'll bring some copies of my book. Oh my god, I like that. That'd be cool. Yay. Sell some, you know, copies of my book. What's that happen? Sell some books. Sell some merch. Talk about some ghosts. <laughs> we'll hopefully have some guests. We yes. Oh, we're working on we're guest working on everything. So we're working on guests and we're working on the venue. But keep an ear out because hopefully by next week we'll have a little more information. So. Yeah. Yay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for episode 100. And if you're in the Philadelphia region, stay tuned because be there or be square. It's going to be cool. Be there or be stupid. So good downstairs. I know. They're just cooking again. Yeah. They're making food. And we we are going to eat so much of it when we're done here. Not every time. It's not usually like this where they make it while we're recording and then we get to go downstairs and eat right away. Wasn't it last time that it was like that or the time before? But that's what I'm saying. It's not you basically know, we're living our best life over here. And that's what's that's what's up. I'm excited. Um, speaking of living your best life, I bought an eighth of a cow yesterday. Actually, I'm, I paid for it Friday. It got delivered yesterday. An eighth of a cow. An eighth Is of it a cow. just like a leg? Right. We made those jokes too. So my boss at my day job, her family owns an Angus beef farm in New Jersey. All right. She grew up on an Angus beef farm. All right. Um, And they sell the cow like you sell drugs. So an eighth, a quarter, a half, right? So my partner and I bought an eighth of a cow for $350. That equates to about 80 to 90 pounds of beef. Wow. That's so much. So much beef. Um, you guys uh, are set for the rest of the year. Probably about half of it is ground beef. I'd say like 40, 45 pounds of My it is ground is beef. My mouth is watering. I'm super excited. So, um, And then the rest of it is in different cuts of steak. And then we requested that part of it be cut into quarter inch strips so that we can make jerky. And all of it but the jerky slices got delivered yesterday. And she's bringing me the jerky slices tomorrow for us to make jerky. So super amped about that. My mouth is watering i'm amped i'm watering. really amped oh my god that um, sounds so but last good. night we made fajitas and it was really good oh. and so this equals out to about 430 a pound but this is like farm to table grass-fed yeah. organic no hormones no antibiotics does it taste so good oh my god it was fantastic so like i said we only had the fajitas which i made with like you know onions and peppers so i was going to be into it but it was really awesome and I set aside um, three pounds of ground beef because I'm going to do two pounds into a chili. And then I want to make burgers this week. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. So, yeah. Ugh. And I'm going to try liver because we got liver. Why not? Um, this has now turned into a cooking podcast. Welcome. Yum. We're going to talk about food. So I'm pretty excited about it. Oh gosh, that's but, awesome. Yeah, we bought an eighth of a cow recently. I love that. And it takes up a lot of our freezer but that's why we have a standalone freezer so i'm super excited that and to hide the bodies of ex-lovers that you murdered and right then before your current lover put has them to the put them in grinder. a yeah but then they're like and they're like i gotta call, call the, the cops. cops and the cops are like can you give us more information he's like mm, uh mm, we'll talk about that later bill rothstein you're the realist there is someone okay so i could probably say this because this podcast isn't like super popular, but I work in recruiting and there is someone who's a candidate of ours whose name is John Rosting. 
Something like that. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh my God, Bill Rothstein. Bill <laughs> Rothstein. Bill Rothstein. That man deserves a goddamn Oscar. Well, I mean, he doesn't because he b- murdered someone, but right. still, he played those cops. He played them. That Evil was, Genius. That was his uh, last thing. So yeah, Evil Netflix. Genius on Netflix. Best documentary I've ever seen. It's my favorite. Well- my other favorite is The Business of Being Born, which is weird. Oh, ones you about, love that one. You know I love it. She talks about it all the time. Not all the time. Not, but I was like, it's been a while, but I did talk about it all the time. When I, like, I, I'm like, i obsessed. Um, it's all about um, prenatal care in America and giving birth. and it's, Capitalism. And you watch Ricky Lake have a baby in a bathtub. That's, oh, wow. Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. She has a baby in a bathtub, and you see it, and it happens right there. <laughs> it happens right there. It happens. Um, So follow that up with Evil Genius, where you see a guy explode. You watch a guy get exploded. So yeah. um, I will say with that one, though, they do cut to black. Like, you hear it, and it cuts to black. You and see then it. You, right. I was like, you, you see him there. Did you watch? Here's another shameless plug because maybe Netflix, because we talk about Netflix like crazy. If, I, if we get anyone to sponsor, that's it's what I'd gotta want. be Netflix. Netflix or I mean, HelloFresh would be all right. Although, did I put you on every plate yet? You did. Okay. I just have to get that free week. We're getting HelloFresh this week, and then Charlie's got a free week next week at HelloFresh, and then we'll do every and then plate. Do it every plate. Yeah. I hope it doesn't expire. You gotta check that shit out. All right, we'll figure it out. Um, I have every plate coming on Tuesday. I'm so excited! It's y'all. Sponsor it's like us. Half the price of HelloFresh. Sponsor and us. And I love HelloFresh. Sponsor us. Netflix, I'm, sponsor us. But Netflix, though. Um, did you watch or have you heard of I'm Not Okay With This? I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it. Watch it. We finished it yesterday. Speaking of. So good. Have you heard about Sherry Pie? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I mean, this will be old news by the time this episode comes out. Oh, my God. Can we talk about this? I on thought here? about that being what I talked about. This yes. Week, I was going to talk to you about it, but I was going to talk to you about it off air because I was like this doesn't really necessarily pertain to the podcast I mean we're big drag race fans period but this drama this is she's out but they're still gonna air it yes so I don't wanna I'm gonna give a spoiler alert but I'm also like it's it's to you if you want to know what I know because I had a question as soon as I heard that and I asked Christina because Christina is all over the Drag Race Reddit all the time, not just oh, like I right know. now. Christina and I are also now Reddit friends. Right. <laughs> she told me that. She sucked me into the uneasy on Reddit shit. I spent an in- half of a work day down that rabbit hole. So she always already knows who's going home when and like what elimination, like what's going to happen, right? So when I read that she was disqualified, my you were like how far did she get? My immediate question was, does that mean that she got all the way to the end? <gasps> because if she got kicked out before that, she would already be out of the show and they would need to disqualify her. And then Christina was like, "Do you want me to tell you?" And I was like, "I do." She do. <gasps> she made it all the way to the final? To the finale. She got to the top four. Wow. So. She also got into those boys' DMs. She did. I mean, technically, I was going to say Allison Massey did, Allison, yeah, right. Whatever her fake name is. That was more whatever. I told Christina my new thing now is all season I'm going to be making jokes about casting people in my new show, Bulk. So, oh my god! Say, and also, the read. like idea of that show sounds so fucking stupid. All of that is, I'm like, all I'm of like, that oh, is such fetishy, you, weird yes. shit. I was like, you really think someone's gonna do a show where at the end the main actor is supposed to take up the entire theater because they're so big? 
No, what the fuck? So we will get back to this. Oh, because I already feel bad if I gave you a spoiler that you didn't want to hear. So sorry if you're a big fan. Um, if you're a big Drag Race fan, but I'm like, we will talk about this more at the end of the episode. This was all over BuzzFeed this week, so right. everyone knows about right. it. Right, and by the time this episode comes out, like it will have been another week. Since everyone it knows, so like you should know by now. But yeah. I do apologize if. I mean, I tried to give a little spoiler alert. Anyway, I apologize. I apologize. So, Sarah. Uh, we'll just jump right into it. Stephanie. Y'all, y'all ready, ready to talk, talk about some ghosts? And whatever it is you're talking about this fishing. week. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, you're new to the show. I never gave that little intro. Yeah. I mean, welcome. Tell people what we're doing, because we're not talking about ghosts, but sometimes we do. But we started talking about ghosts. I don't know where we are. I don't know. So uh, so every if you're new to the show, every week me and Sarah get together and we talk about ghost stories, true crime. We talk about conspiracies. We talk about supernatural, paranormal, or just weird, eerie shit. Um, Whatever we want. Because it's our show show and and not yours. Uh, And this week we just wanted to talk about weird stuff, especially because the last two weeks have been kind of heavy. So we wanted to lighten it up a little bit and just talk about some weird stuff. Which we're talking about drag race drama. Which is, yeah, it's funny because, like I said, I almost chose that as like my topic for this week because I could talk about that for a long time. But we're going to push that to the end of the episode just in case that's not your bag and you're not interested. Um, So we'll talk about the other weird shit that we talk about anyway. That's fine. You wanted to go first this week? Yeah, I'll go first. So I've got a short but sweet but meaty story. I like that you said meaty and you made a face that makes me feel like that's a pun it is. about what's going on. It is. Um, so I first heard about this story on Southern Spirits podcast. Our oh, friends. I love them. I know. I apologize. They're the best. Um, if they lived closer, I would definitely be like, get them on our live I would show. I do a crossover with them someday. Oh my God. I know. We need to reach out to them. Anyways. So they talked about this phenomenon that happened um, and it's known as. The Kentucky Meat Shower. I know about this. The day it rained meat. Meat. You know about this? Yes. What the fuck? No, go ahead though. Go ahead. That's why I was just like, it's such a short but sweet but meaty story. It's a total what the fuck material. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm basically just going to read off of a Reddit post that someone made because they write so much better than I do. Um, and this post was made by Hysteria51. Which also another shout out to your trash mom who reached out to oh, me on Instagram. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Thank you, your trash mom. She follows both of us. I know, she's great. She's wonderful. <laughs> but she reached out to me on Instagram. And she was like, oh my God, you mentioned me on your show. I'm your trash mom. And I was like, oh, oh! my God. I got so excited. So hello again. Hi. Mm-hmm. I got your message about the topics that you mentioned and I looked into them, but I... I'm lazy and didn't research them this episode. They're coming up. But they'll come around. They're coming around. They'll come around. Uh, In the meantime, let's talk about the day it rained meat. Please. I'm not single anymore, but even still, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's raining meat. I was going to say. Hallelujah. One of my favorite memes is, what if it's raining men and let the bodies hit the floor are about the same event from two very different perspectives. I love that so much, though. (laughs) Either way, there's men falling from the sky. There's also like a, I don't know if you've ever seen the little um, like picture that somebody drew where it's the album cover from It's Raining Him and it's them dancing, but there are men like crashing into the ground, like there's blood splatter everywhere and people are like horrified <laughs> and it's like literally raining men and they're like, hey, like dancing so like they're on the album cover. So good. You just need like a base covering of bodies and then the rest of the men falling on top won't be hurt as bad. That's true. <laughs> Natural selection. Okay, back to the Kentucky meat shower. 
Um, and apparently, four days ago was the 144th anniversary of the Kentucky Meat Shower. Uh, perhaps the strangest thing to happen to Kentucky was the day that it rained meat on a rural farmstead. Um, the event known now as the Kentucky Meat Shower is not only 100% real, mm -hmm. it's also yet to be fully to explained. Out why, yeah. They have no idea what would cause the heavens to open up and drop a meaty monsoon on an unsuspecting farmer's wife. I just love that. A meaty monsoon. That sounds like... Um, so it smells like they're doing it downstairs. My porn so name. Oh, meaty monsoon. A meaty monsoon. The Kentucky Meat Shower... Uh, was an incident occurring for a period of several minutes on March 3rd, 1876, where what appeared to be flakes of red meat measuring approximately five by five centimeters, so two inches by two inches, little tiny. They were five by five. Five by five. What does that mean? That's the thing from Buffy. Oh, I didn't get that joke. This Faith, she's the other slayer. Every time people are like, how are you? She's like, oh, I'm five by five. Which everybody's always like, what does that even fucking mean? What does it mean? I don't know. Does she explain it? I guess it just means she's like, she's fine. I don't know. Five by five. Does it mean she's a meat shower? I have no idea. That's weird. I don't know. All right. Well. Saying's pretty cool. These meat pieces were two inches by two inches or five by five centimeters. Um, with at least one of them being 10 by 10 centimeters, four inches by four inches. Fell from the sky in a 100 by 50 yard area near the settlement isn't of Rankin that, and Bath crazy? County. Just a tiny little area and just all this meat fell. And this woman was outside. What was she doing? Hold on. I found another article that just said it in the best way. Oh, here we go. At the time, Mrs. Crouch, a farmer's wife, was making soap on her porch one sunny afternoon when she reported seeing the meat pieces fall from the sky. She said she was merely 40 steps from her house when the meat started to slap the ground. The meat looked grisly. Slap. I was like, I can, right, I can like hear it. I can hear it. I know. Mrs. Crouch... Um, like and her husband believed the event signified a sign from God. Yeah, the end times. Of course. Are um, you witness? Hmm? Are no, witness? I'm pretty sure they were Christian. Uh, let me look up. Nope. Uh, however, That's it only... The They're always ready for Armageddon. It's it, coming at any moment. Always. You're going to be raptured at any point. Mm, raptured. I learned a little bit about Jehovah's Witness this weekend. Because <laughs> did they come to your house? No, because the first episode of season three of Leah Remini's Aftermath, she interviews a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses. And I learned more about Jehovah's Witnesses. And I'm like, wow, this could be a whole episode. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, these pieces of meat just started falling from the sky. They said that they, as of now, even today, the exact type of meat was never identified, but it appeared to be beef. And two gentlemen who tasted it judged it to be lamb or deer. You gotta taste the sky meat. Okay, so you that's gotta my first thought. You gotta taste the sky meat. Is that what they mean when they say manna from heaven? I don't think so. Manna isn't meat. I know, but I mean, but it fell. You drink water, and that falls from the sky. But it's not meat. So here's the other thing. The most notable theory for what happened was that a pack of vultures flew over and regurgitated yeah. the meat on the ground. So they ate vulture throw Vomit. up. You put it Possibly. in your mouth. And they're like, 
Tastes like chicken. I wonder if it got tenderized in their guts. Like cooked. Not cooked, although, I mean, like, um, yeah, like ceviche, the way the acid from the lime cooks the fish, like maybe the stomach acid from the vultures <laughs> cooked the meat a little bit. No, I just mean, I wondered if it, like, um, I don't know, if it did something to the meat. I have no idea. It doesn't, I mean, honestly. But that, and that's just a, th- that's not even a confirmed, like, this is what happened. That's just a, like, maybe a bunch of vultures through. Exactly. Up. They're like, there's no explanation, but they say that um, buzzards will, when they see one of their companions throw up, like, people, they'll, they'll all, throw all throw up. And so they're like, they saw one person throw one, up while they, they were all just like, all just like, uh, uh, uh. It's like that opening sequence from The Office when Pam is pregnant and she throws up and then everyone in the office starts throwing up. I was thinking about the vultures from the Jungle Book, so I imagine them singing like the Beatles. Like they're like, we're your friends, we're your <laughs> The bitter and the <laughs> And the people on the ground are like, oh, it tastes like venison. Mm, this is yummy. Can I cook this? It tastes like chicken. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, that's basically the whole story is this woman was outside and, like, oh, and it know, suddenly okay. started raining meat. meat and no and one knew what it was and no one knows no what one made it happen. Totally knows where it came from. And they fucking tasted it. They ate it. They said, this fell from the sky. This looks like meat. Let me put this in God. our mouth. Only do it. And we're like, why is coronavirus a problem? Why are we all dying from these plagues? Maybe don't touch your face. Maybe don't eat meat that falls from the sky. Have you seen the yes the woman? Don't touch your face. And then immediately licks her finger just to move the page. Oh, America, you're a funny place. Here we are. Oof. So that's my story about the Kentucky meat shower, and Love I'm sticking it. to it. Love and those it. people fucking ate the meat that fell from the sky. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's just such a what the fuck moment. Like, what is it? What is it? Why did it only fall in that one tiny area? Why did they taste it? And where did it come from? I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. At the pearly gates, these will be my questions. These will be your questions. Done. I'd be like, do you have any final thoughts, Jerry Springer? What's the meat shower? What was the meat? What was the meat shower? What was that? What God? was the meat shower? He'll be like, well, he's gonna be it. like, I shit a little bit. He'll be like, got him, got him. <laughs> won't he do it? Won't I do it? Won't I do it? Look <laughs> at me. Won't I do it? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Won't I do it? <laughs> Look at me. Won't I do it? Oh my god, I love that so much. <laughs> All right, Stephanie, what are you talking about this week? Definitely not a meat shower. It's not a meat shower. The more I say it, the more it feels like the theme of a bachelorette party. And I am talking about something weird, but it's not even that level of gross weird. It's just weird celebrity weird. Oh, um, I'm here for it. So today- Is it Amanda Bynes? No, it's oh. not Amanda Bynes. I wish. <laughs> oh my God. I should make an episode like, about I'm her. I'm foolish she's been... for not doing an episode of Amanda Bynes You know she's you. on Instagram again. Have you been following her on Instagram? No, because I don't love Amanda Bynes like you do. Girl. She has two face tattoos. Sarah. Yes. Now is not the time for this. <laughs> I thought she was getting better. Girl, we're, I we're moving on. We're moving she, on. We're moving oh on. I'm not talking God. about Amanda Bynes today. <laughs> no. Um, no, Sarah. So I'm going to talk about somebody who I talked about on my old podcast a million years ago, but I'm still fascinated with this group of people. Sarah, how much do you know about the white stripes? Oh, not a ton, but weren't they? 
married? They were. And a lot of people, what I was thinking you were going to ask me, because this is what a lot of people that ask. That they're related. Are they brother and sister? Because they, for a while, so they were married before they were famous. Okay. And then they got a divorce, but they stayed a band. What the fuck? And then they got famous. Right. Now they're stuck. And they were kind of stuck together. So they told everyone they were brother no! and sister when they first got famous. I didn't know that. And then people found their marriage certificates <gasps> and they were like, What the fuck? Y'all married your brother and sister? And they're like, and they're Well, like, we're not actually brother JK. and sister. Right. And a lot of live shows, um, which they're not a band anymore. They split up, I believe, in 2013. I have to double check. I was sad because I do actually like them as a band. But they are two of the weirdest fucking people I could ever talk about. And it's fun to talk about how goddamn weird they are. Um, 2011 is when they split up. Okay. So, uh, so the White Stripes, that's, that's the first thing that I usually have to tell people about them is that they're not brother and sister. Because that's what people usually ask. But they say it like that, the same way you asked if they were married. Where they're like, they're brother and sister? Like, they know there's something weird about it, but they can't remember what the weird thing is. But that one song they got, I'm into. <laughs> Which song is it that you like? Inia. I mean, what's the number one that people... Seven Nation Army. Yeah. Yes, that's Seven Nation Army. I just think about the song that he just did with Beyonce. Ooh. Don't um, hurt yourself. Mm. Right? Yeah, Don't hurt like, I think it's called Don't Hurt Yourself. Yeah, it it's is. from Lemonade. Uh-huh. It's so good. It's so good. <sighs> Yes, it's great. And Jack White is a fantastic musician, but he is He's a, a weirdo. weird, weird dude. Weird man. So I want to talk a little bit today about the White Stripes and about um, Jack and Meg White. This is a weird episode. It is a weird Everything episode. Everything is weird. But yeah, I was like, we're just feeling it. Like I said, we were both, we were trying to, we were both trying to lighten it up yeah. from our last episodes, which were a little bit heavy. And yeah, we just wanted to be like fun and lighthearted today. So the first thing that you have to know is uh, that Jack White, which Jack is often a nickname for John. Um, Sometimes people are actually named Jack, and sometimes they're named John, and people call them Jack. Uh, So he was actually born John Anthony Gillis. White was Meg White's maiden name. He took her name when they got married. I'm 100% here for that. I am too. (laughs) I'm 125%. Right, which I'm like, weird. But I love it. But I love that. So, oh my uh, God, yes, please take my name. So he was actually Jack Gillis, and he is from Detroit, Michigan. That's where they're from originally. If you don't know, Detroit is bankrupt. Bankrupt has been for a long time. So mm-hmm. they grew up like they didn't grow up together. I think they met when he was in high school. Um, but they grew up in Detroit, which is like really poor. So he was he was super inspired by like old blues, old rhythm stuff. Um, one of my things I used to say about Jack White was that Jack White tr- like liked to fancy himself as an older African-American blues musician. Um, but he is also extremely white. Like, so white. He's, I mean, like, paper. Like, he's very pale. He's mm-hmm. a very pale man. Um, but he is very talented. He's an incredible guitar player. And uh, he has some signature vocals. And one of my favorite stories about listening to the White Stripes was with my mom. So when I was a kid, like my mom would not ever let us pick the radio and she would always say that it was her car. So she picked the music that was on. And my mom was riding in my car when I was an adult 
And I'm pretty sure it was Icky Thump because that is one of like the wackier vocal songs, mm-hmm. right? Where he's like, y'all hear Icky Thump who the thugs and drunk on a wagon in Mexico. If you don't know the song, that's how he sings it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I remember my mom being like, this is terrible. And I was like, well, it's my car. I don't want to listen to this. And my mom was like, this man cannot sing. Like, you hear he's a bad singer, right? And I was like, well, this is just like his style. And my mom was like, this is awful. I hate it. And I was like, all right. But I'm a big fan. <laughs> I like this work a lot. And a lot of a lot of what makes their sound so specifically interesting is the juxtaposition of his incredible guitar skills with Meg's complete lack of ability to technically play the drums. So I don't know if you know, but Meg White does not know how to play the drums. She was never trained to play the drums. That was not a thing she did. She, when they were dating, he was like playing his guitar and she just came in and was like rhythmically just like, oh, he's playing like this. I'm going to do this. And he was like, I love it. (laughs) Let's do it. This is our sound. Right. So that's why... If you listen to other Jack White music, like his solo music or his work with the Rock on Tours, it does not sound like the White Stripes because as much as his guitar playing is like his signature sound and it sounds like that, no one could replicate the sound that Meg White does because she doesn't really know how to play the drums, (laughs) which is what made their sound the way it was because it was his guitar skills with her drum quote unquote skills. (laughs) And that's what made their music sound the way it was. So as much as I think that he's a very like talented, incredible musician, the White Stripes were what they were, not just because of Jack White, but because of Meg White and Meg White's skills, right? Mm-hmm. Meg White is also, by her own account, she's incredibly shy. If you ever saw any, any interviews with them, like she would not talk. It was really weird. And she would kind of like sit like this and like her hair is always in her face. And like she doesn't... Um, and there were a lot of rumors that like he didn't let her do interviews, mm-hmm. but from my understanding and from my own like my own research or my own watching them over a number of years because I was a big fan and I have most of their albums, um, I'm just like no, I believe that she is weird. Like she is super She's just super, a super weird. introvert. She's super introverted, right? Uh, and I don't think it's like he doesn't let her talk. Like I don't think she's interested in talking. I think. Most of the work that happened that she did was because she was still in love with Jack White. Like, I think they stayed a band as long as they did because Meg was like, well, we're divorced now, but we've had this band. And the only way I'm going to get to still be with Jack is if I stay in this band with him. So it's like a little I was like, there's a little sadness to it, but also like a they're both just so weird that I'm like, mm. and I had that suspicion that that was kind of their relationship for a long time. And then I watched a documentary that they made that I had on DVD and I don't know what happened to it. And it makes me really, really sad. Um, but I want to make sure I get the name of it right. Cause I think it's under great white Northern lights. Yes. Is the name of the documentary. And I still have the poster for it. So it follows them as they go on a tour of Canada um, because Canada is huge and they make this big deal about like, they're not just playing like huge venues in like Toronto and, and, um, Montreal and stuff. They're also playing these like weird places, like in the middle of like a snow desert for like a bunch of Inuit people, <laughs> like they're just, who don't know their music at all. Who have no idea who they are. Right. <laughs> Correct. 
Okay. They also were trying to. They're like, we would like some food, but okay. Right. It was <laughs> the whole thing. One of the parts that they do is they're trying to set a record for like the shortest concert. And there's a whole thing where there's like a whole crowd of people. They all bought tickets. They Stop. all waited. Right. Stop. And Jack White and Meg White go out there and they play a note and then they leave. <laughs> yes. I don't. Oh, my and God. And that's part of the documentary. But anyway, so what confirmed my belief about their relationship is actually like the end of the documentary above anything else. So the whole time she's super weird. And she even mentions that like the, one of the few times she talks, she even mentions that rumor that like, he doesn't let her do interviews. And he's like, go on Meg, tell the people. <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, I just really, I just don't really want to. I just don't like to talk. I'm so pretty shy. Oh my God. I hate it. Right. Like that's how she talks. <laughs> right. So the end of the documentary there's a song by the White Stripes called White Moon, and it's Jack White. He's sitting at a piano. He's playing this song. Meg White is sitting right next to him like this with her head down and her like, hair all in her face, and he's playing this song, and about halfway through the song, she just starts crying, and she's just sitting there crying next to him, and he just keeps playing the song. He finishes. She's sitting there crying. He, I wish this was a visual podcast so you could see, but I'm oh going to try God. and describe it. I can't. But he's sitting there like this, where he's just like he's looking his around. Hands together. Right, like he's like rubbing his hands. He's like looking around the room, <laughs> like trying not to deal with it. And then he finally like turns and he like hugs her, but he's like hugging her and like petting her hair in this way that's almost like, God fucking uh like like he's like looking around this like shit again. Oh my god, right. Like as if like Oh my god classic Meg. Like, oh my god. Right. So that totally confirmed all of my thoughts that like this is she how their relationship still, is, yeah. right? That she's just still in love with him and she's stayed in the band because like she that was her way to get to like stay with Jack. Um, there are a few songs in their discography that you can hear Meg. Um, one song specifically that is just her singing is called In the Cold, Cold Night. Um, there's a song called Rag and Bone that is Jack singing and kind of like shouting out stuff. The whole idea is that they're like passing people and like asking them if they have stuff that they're trying to get rid of because they're going to take it and they're going to sell it. Um, but he's very like, hey, a rag and bone, like going on and on. And there's this part with Meg where she's like, I saw some stuff in your yard. Are you going to give it to us or not? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't be rude, Meg. <laughs> so, what? But it's all like that, right? Where it's really quiet. And then there's one more song called It's True That We Love One Another, but it is not him and Meg singing. It is him and a British singer named Holly. I can't, I don't know her last name. Um, but it's the two of them. But there is a part where, like, she says something to Meg where she's like, you know, he is she's like, she, I have to go ask Meg, like, if he really loves me. And there's like, <laughs> Meg has like a little line where she's like, all right, you guys stop it. Like, she's just like, super quiet. weird. Um, I want to Google them so bad. They are two very strange people. She is also a little bit older than him. So when they got married, 
originally because I think I said they they met when he was in high school, right? Yeah. Um, but was she his teacher? I don't think she was his teacher. <laughs> she was born in seventy four, and he was born in. 75. So she's only a year old. Oh, oh, okay. But I want to say, like, he was in high school and she was, like, out of high school by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're both, like, very private people. They don't share a lot. Um, and that was why they, they got married in 96, but they divorced in 2000 right before the band got really, really famous. Yeah. So that's when they started calling themselves siblings. <laughs> that's so weird. That that's what they would decide to do. Like, that makes more sense. Right. So the White Stripes had a carefully constructed image built around the lore that they created for themselves and their visual motifs, which they do everything in, like, black, white, and red. Yeah. Early in their history, they turned down a potential deal with a Chicago label, Bobsled, because the label wanted to put its green logo on the CD. <laughs> and that was why they turned it down. Was Because they were only black, white, and red. Black, white, and red. Early in their career, the band provided various descriptions of their relationship. Jack claimed that he and Meg were siblings, the youngest two of the youngest two of ten. Oh, what the fuck! As the story went, they became a band on Bastille Day in 1997. Meg went to the attic of their parents' home and began to play on Jack's drum kit. This claim was widely believed and repeated, despite the rumors that they were or had been husband and wife. In 2001. Proof of their 1996 marriage emerged, as well as evidence that the couple had divorced in March of 2000, just before the band gained widespread attention. Even so, they continued to insist publicly that they were brother and sister. In a 2005 interview with Rolling Stone magazine, Jack claimed that this open secret was intended to keep the focus on the music rather than their relationship. Sure, sure. Okay, because that's not... okay. Right, but I'm also just like, which only made people want to talk about it more because they were yeah. so weird. When you see, he said, when you see a band that's two pieces, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, you think, oh, I see. When they're brother and sister, you go, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you care more about the music, not the relationship, whether they're trying to save their relationship by being in a band because she was. Is that what he said? No. Whether you're trying to save your relationship by being in a band? Yes. He said that? He said that. That's part of his quote. Yes. Yes. Oh, they. Um, as you. Why made, did they break up? I assume because he wasn't in love with her anymore. Because she was a little too introverted. She was too weird. She was a little too quiet and weird. And he's, you know, wacky and out there. Wow. Uh, so he ended up getting remarried. He married to like some model. Of course. Oh my god. Of right. course. Well. <laughs> Well, and then I think what ended up killing the band is when Meg got in a new relationship. So the reason I thought that they split up in 2013 is because Meg got married in 2013. And then suddenly Jack was like, I can't do this anymore. Right. Oh, my God. Um, or sorry, no, sorry. She got she got divorced in 2013. She got married in 2009. Mm. So two years after she got married, the band split up. <laughs> Because part of me is like, she she thought like, oh, I've moved on. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be in this band anymore. Ugh. So White calls herself very shy and she's kept a low pro- public profile. Um, I already mentioned that they used to say that they were siblings until their, um, their 
marriage certificate, marriage certificate became out. public. Um, but even in that documentary that I was talking about, Under Great White Northern Lights, there's a show that they're doing. And he's like, and this is my sister Meg. Like, he would still call her his sister, even though people knew that they weren't brother weird. and sister. Um, so then the other weird thing that I have about Jack White... <laughs> So I love their music. They're phenomenal. They're not a band anymore, but you can find all their stuff on Spotify. And I do think they're genuinely terrific. Their music videos are really interesting. Yes. They have really great music videos, but they stick with that black, white, and red color scheme. Like that's that's their thing. That was always their thing. Her drum had like the peppermint swirl on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what they were known for. One thing I will say about Spotify that pisses me off. <laughs> so I have my own White Stripes playlist. But if I tell Spotify to play the White Stripes, they will play this playlist that's called This Is Jack White. And it is a combination of the White Stripes and Jack White's other music. Uh, That's rude. And I hate it. Right. Not that I won't listen to his other music. But when I tell Spotify I want to listen to the Beatles, it doesn't play me like John and Paul's solo music. It plays the Beatles. I'm not trying to listen to the Rock on Tours. I'm not trying to listen no. to Jack White by himself. I'm trying to listen to the White Stripes. That annoys the shit out of me. So the last thing that I want to add about Jack White is about his rider when that got public when that got made publicized. So you know how you'll hear about celebrities who have really weird riders. That's a part that's a demand in their contract for those of you that aren't familiar. Uh, so you'll hear about celebrities having like really weird shit in there that they are demanding of people. Is everything okay? Yeah, I'm Googling them. Oh, the white stripes. <laughs> I just really needed to put faces to everything. I was like, I had them, but I now I'm like Instagramming them. Now you're like looking them up, right? Yeah. No, fair enough. I'm sorry. No, totally okay. So the writer, as I was saying, is a is a part of a contract, right? Where it's like the celebrity's personal demands. So the history of weird stuff showing up in the rider comes from, I want to say it was Van Halen, like in the 80s. Yeah, like and, only red M&Ms. Right, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've heard, yes, that Mariah Carey's part of hers is that she wants M&Ms, but all the green ones taken out. I always said if I had a rider, it would be that I want bold party checks mix, but I want all the pretzels taken out. Oh, fair. That's fair. Right. So it's said to have started, though, with Van Halen and not even necessarily because they actually had crazy demands for their dressing room. But that was the way that they were able to tell if everything in the contract was followed, because a lot of times it had stuff in there about what kind of electrical systems they needed and what kind of safety precautions that they needed. And the way that they knew that everything in the rider was followed was by the weird little requests they had for their dressing room. If they followed all these little things, then they probably also followed all of the like technical needs that we had. That's fair. That is supposedly what started the crazy rider. Um, but there are a lot of celebrities that still have a crazy rider. So, uh, a few years ago, when I say a few years ago, it was probably over a decade ago. Yeah. When is this story from? Uh, uh, uh. Okay. It's not as far ago, as long ago as I thought this is from, uh, 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. So I heard about this and I was like, am I remembering this right? And I Googled it and I was not disappointed at all. So a few years ago, Jack White was on a solo tour and there was this big hullabaloo with him and this venue that he was supposed to do, I believe, in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And the issues were with 
uh, just demands that he had made in general. And he ended up canceling the event. And so as kind of like a thing for the venue to defend itself, they were like, well, he also had these really ridiculous demands. Here's his rider. And they like made it public to which Jack White and his people were like, this is not that crazy. So like, don't even what's on it. So here is the thing that I always remember that's on it. But there's another part that I was like, I don't remember that. So I always remember that there was a guacamole recipe in the rider and that they had to follow the exact guacamole recipe and it needed to be served at 5 p.m., but they couldn't make it too early in the day because it would brown. And all of that was in the rider. <laughs> so what the, and I bet he didn't even touch that guacamole. So part of it is a provision of homemade fresh guacamole. To guide the promoters, the white rider actually includes a recipe listing ingredients, how the guacamole should be made. For instance, the writer, the, the writer stipulates that the guacamole preparer should be careful not to mush the avocados too much because they want it to be chunky. After the guacamole is properly mixed and tested, the avocado pits are to be added to the dip, the surface of which needs to be evened out with a spoon or a spatula. The writer notes that the juice from half a lime needs to be added to the guacamole to keep it from browning prematurely, that the guacamole should be ready at 5 p.m. in the band's dressing room, according to the document. Um, other demands include uh, aged salami, a pound of high-quality prosciutto, beef jerky, dried fruit, cashews, almonds. The performer's alcohol requirements included bottles of red and white wine, Vouve Cliton champagne, um, bullet bourbon aged 10 years. Now, mind you, this went to every venue that he was on tour. They all had to stock this every night for him. That, what? I And there's just two of them in the band, right? Well, and this was after they broke up. This was his solo tour. Oh, my God. So this is him and like whoever is with him on his tour. That's now, a lot. Here is the part that I didn't remember, and it makes me laugh. The writer also includes a specific fruit band that says, please note, this is a no banana tour. We don't want to see bananas anywhere in the building. The writer offers no further details as to why bananas have been banished. <laughs> and I don't know if it's like an allergy or something because now, mind you, this is the actual writer. I have it open here from the smoking gun. It does mention people who have allergies, but the bananas are not brought up. As part of the allergies, it says we have three people with nut allergies, peanuts and tree nuts, including nut oil and milk, one person with a fish and shellfish allergy, and one person with a dairy allergy. Please clearly mark any dishes that contain these ingredients with a warning. But nothing about the bananas. He so it doesn't, doesn't like sound bananas. like the bananas are an allergy. He just hates them. So much so, not even like we don't want them in the dressing room, we don't want to eat them. I don't want them in the building. I don't want them all. in the building. What the f what did bananas do to him? I have no idea. I have no idea what's up with the bananas because there was no explanation given for that. And like I said, they didn't show up on the thing about the allergies. He saw that Onision video and he was like, don't have them around like, me. Don't have any fucking bananas. I hate bananas. So that's just a little bit about Jack White and the White Stripes. And how they are banned or That's were so, banned. So what is she doing now? What is she doing now? I don't know. Sitting pretty on that white stripe money, I think. I guess. Yeah. I mean, she. Yeah, but she's divorced. 
She is divorced. I don't think she has an Instagram. I was trying to find it. No, she's not really like a in she wasn't really into being famous. Um it says as of 2014, White resides in Detroit, Michigan. That's it. Wow. Still? Like she moved back to Detroit. Yes. Wow. White is, by her own admission, very shy and gives few interviews. She guards her privacy in a manner that she identifies with Bob Dylan, who she admires. Public records show White was married to Jack White from September 21st, 1996 to March 24th, 2000. In May 2009, White married guitarist Jackson Smith, son of musicians Patti Smith and Fred Sonic Smith. The wedding took place in Nashville, Tennessee, in a small ceremony in Jack White's backyard, White and Smith divorced in July of 2013. As of 2014, White resides in Detroit, Michigan. Wow. That's it. Weird. Huh. I don't know if she plays with anybody. Like, yeah, that was it. She was just in the White Stripes. Wow. And, like, she's, anytime she's shown up in stuff, it's been, like, with Jack White. Like, they were on The Simpsons one time. Mm -hmm. Um, They were in a segment of the movie Coffee and Cigarettes which is a Jim Jarmusch movie from 2003. They were both there. Weird. I do see here, um, White was chosen by Bob Odenkirk to compose a drum theme for Dax Shepard's character in the 2006 film Let's Go to Prison. (laughs) Against Odenkirk's wishes, however, the studio removed it from the film. Aww. Um, Ray Lamontagne? I don't know how to say his name. I apologize. Wrote a song called Meg White about the drummer. It appears on his album, Gossip in the Grain. But so the only thing that she did without him was that Bob Odenkirk asked her to write a song for his movie and then it didn't get used. Damn. She also um, modeled for Marc Jacobs in 2006, but that's when she was still part of the White Stripes. But since the White Stripes have broken up, no. She hasn't done anything. Like, not, not to say she hasn't done anything. I'm sure yeah. she's living her life. But I just mean, like, she's not... Being a musician was never her thing. She was a musician to be in Jack's band, which he didn't want anybody to talk about. <laughs> so they told everyone they were brother and sister. Oh, my gosh. So um, that was my story. That's so... Oh, so much weird stuff. Which, like I said, right. I was like, it's not really like, there's not like murder or nothing like that. I feel like I'm down another rabbit hole. They're just two super weird people who made really good music together. So weird. And he continues to make really good music, but it's not the same. It is not the same without Meg White on the drums. It's just not. And it's weird because she doesn't know how to play the drums. Yeah. She was playing through her heart. She was. Through love. So that's the story of the White Stripes. And you're sticking to it? I'm sticking to it. Damn. Google it. Listen to their music. They make great music, but they are two weird weird people. So weird. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. That's the end of that. If you want to keep listening, we're going to talk about Sherry Pie and Drag Race for a minute. Oh, my God. (laughs) But otherwise, if you're all done with us. Check us out online. Check us out on Instagram. Follow us. Uh, we are Dead Time Stories, all one word with a Z. You can also email us at deadtimestories at gmail.com. And yeah, write a review for us. If you give us 
Which, first of all, only write a review if it's five stars. If you have a problem, email us. Yeah, email us. Right? Don't face. fuck up our ratings, please. please. That's how we. That's how we get people to listen to our show. Honestly. And if you do write us a review and you send us a screenshot, we will give you a motherfucking sticker. Yeah, right to your house. That's the only way to get them for free because we'll sell them as merch at the live show that's coming up. Got them. More info on that coming up. Thanks for listening. If you want to stick around, we're going to talk about Sherry Pie and RuPaul's Drag Race. Girl, oh here it goes. God. So, if you don't already know, um, so Sherry Pie was a contestant on this season, which just aired last week. Like the premiere, right? And yes. Yeah. The day before the premiere came out, an article came out from BuzzFeed saying that she had catfished five men yep. um, in New York, in Nebraska, as a pretending posing as a casting agent and asking them to send her videos presumably for a show either it was going to be a stage show or it was going to be a new HBO, HBO show but yep. it's the same story but if she was talking to a theater actor it was a stage production and if she was talking to you know a film actor it was an HBO show called Bulk and the whole thing with Bulk oh, is that it's so a guy weird. right who is who is on steroids who is trying to get as big as possible like so obsessed with getting and big and he's obsessed with getting big right so all the audition videos are people like talking about their muscles and like smelling their armpits is like a part of it and one guy was actually yeah like didn't they say the character like didn't shower because he started to like because his own he got stink? off on his own smell right Ugh. right and um, one person was actually convinced to send her, uh, her or him, his real name. Is Greg? No. I want to say it's like Ryan Guglielmelli. It is an Italian last name. It's a very Italian last name. Joey. It's Joey. It is Joey. I have an acquaintance who worked with him on a show. Joey Guglielmelli. Yeah. Um. But one person, uh, Joey, actually convinced him to send a video of himself masturbating Yep. Uh, as part of this audition for this HBO show. That's so fucked. So they released this article the day before Drag Race premiered. And apparently one minute before they released the article, Joey posted something on Facebook that was like, I'm really sorry for all the people that I've hurt. I, you know. Like basically admitting. Admitting to it. Yep. Um, apologizing, saying that being on Drag Race had changed him and now he's a different person and that he, you know, he wants to take away the pain that he has caused, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. By the next day, RuPaul's Drag Race announced that they, while they couldn't re-edit re the season, they were going to release it as it was filmed. That Sherry Pie, which is his drag name, um, was disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yep. And would not be returning for the reunion or the finale. But that means she also is not going to do any of those drag tours. race tours. Yep. All, all of the residual ways that the queens end up making money after actually being on the show. Like, that's gone for her now. Yep. Um, since that happened, two more people came forward. So it's a total of seven so far. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. Yes. So a total of seven so far have come forward. Wow. And because Christina is all over the Reddit, one of the things that someone pointed out, so she had said, like, being on Drag Race, like, changed her and she wanted to be a better person, like, made her realize, like, yeah. how awful she's being this that and the other but one of the people said that she did that six months after drag racing had finished after she was done filming that's oh started catfishing again yes 
that like it, that didn't keep her that didn't make her be like i'm never gonna do this again because six months after filming wrapped she did it again what the fuck yes one of the instances was like that soon but it's over the past like several years she's been doing it and wow. like under this fake um name again posing as like a casting agent yep um the fake name i want to find it again um dun, 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 dun. Sorry, because Googly Melly was meeting these people and then saying like, oh, let me send your information to my friend Allison Mozzie. Yeah. Allison Mozzie is a casting agent and created the email address AllisonMozzie at gmail.com. And so she'd be like, or Joey would be like, hey, let me get you in touch with Allison and forward this information. But Allison was just Joey yeah. trying to get these like videos of people like saying humiliating weird things because that was his kink thing yeah which anything that's not anything that is done in a sneaky or shady way i would like to clarify if it is non-consensual that is not a kink like that is you being like a predator that's you being a predator call chris hansen which sarah or christina has so many updates (laughs) Oh my gosh! There's I so know. much going on with Chris Hansen and Onision, and I want to have There's Christina so... back, but she's waiting for like a big break in the case. I yeah, she got me on that rabbit hole the other day, and I was down it for half of my day at work. Yeah, crazy. I was like, I gotta stop. I have to stop. It's insane. It's insane. So it's gonna be really weird to see how this affects the show, the entire season, the entire season. Because, because what if she's in a lip sync against someone and someone got sent home because of her, right. but now she's disqualified? There what? are there are all sorts of people that are like, oh my god, the whoever was in like fifth place must be pissed. Like, so they're wondering if because you know the last couple of seasons they've done like a top four, yep. and then two will lip sync against each other, the other two lip sync, and then those two will go against each other. So some people are wondering if they're going to take whoever the fifth queen was and offer her that spot in the finale, or if they're going to go back to like a three person finale, or what they're going to do about it because the finale they haven't filmed yet. That they yeah, that's live, live, right? They do that later. Um, but the whole season is done. It's edited. Yep. It's gone to print like yep. it's ready to go so there wasn't anything they could really do to take her out of it when that article came out the day before the show premiered they were stuck yeah i gotta watch this season i, haven't I gotta watched find it a way to watch this season and christina was like you know what's really awful is like what if there's now there's no way you can watch it without having that context in your mind of who she is as a person yep and i was like what if because you know how they cut what the show. What if she's great? What if she's great? What if she's super likable? And if you didn't know that about her, like if you didn't you'd already know, for her. you'd be rooting for her. Isn't that crazy to think about? Well, we're going to And watch it. one of the things that Christina said to me was, because she was like, oh my God, I'm watching Untucked and it's so uncomfortable because of what she knows. And she said there was one part where Sherry called somebody else out on being like problematic. <gasps> <laughs> yes. And then she said that there's one part where she sent me like a screenshot and I want to remember exactly what she said, but it is like, um, it's Sherry looking like directly at the camera. Um, she says, it's so hard to describe. They're kikiing, talking about all the looks that they had to do. And she says, it's like we had a chance to show who we really are and say, America, hello. And then she stared straight into the camera. In Untucked? Yes. 
<laughs> right. And we're like, well, America is seeing who you are. Now we know who you are. We don't like it. The way you it. wanted them to. Correct. We don't like it. We want so, a receipt. Crazy. And I'm sure by the time this comes out, there will be even more drama around it. Yeah. Now, while I think that that's terrible and like inexcusable, what I don't want to see happen is like her get harassed so badly that she like self-harms. Yeah. That's what I'm a little worried about. Um, and Fifi O'Hara, who was edited to be the villain of season four, knows all about that. And she has like spoken out on social media where she's like, I'm not defending her. I'm not saying anything to defend anything that she does. But like, she's don't done. attack her. But let's be careful yeah. about how we talk about this situation and let's not put her in a place where she feels like that's the only way that's fair. to get out of this. That's fair. Right. Woof. Yeah. Drummer before it even started. Oh my God. Drummer. The day before the premiere came out. That it's it's so crazy. I was like, Drag Race has gotten boring. And now they're <laughs> oh. like No, it hasn't. Well, and somebody even posted, like somebody I'm friends with on Facebook was like, Why are people even still watching this show? Like if you like drag, like go out and support on, yeah. drag queens, like go to a drag show. And I was like, to be honest. Like, I still watch it. I'm less and less interested every season. I honestly, before all this had happened, I kind of thought that this season had already started. Like, I didn't realize. I thought it did, too. I was too. like, I'm a few weeks behind. I'll catch up, whatever. And Christine was like, no, it hasn't even aired yet. And I was like, oh, this was like a week ago. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, so that just shows, like, how I'm not. As, I'm not as into it as I used to be. Yeah, we're definitely not as into it. But I was like, every season, I certainly get less and less interested. But it isn't. I don't keep watching it of the mind that like I love drag and that's why I'm watching it. I'm of the mind of like I love competitive, shitty reality. I shows. love trash TV. Thank you. Yep. Right. I was like, it's more of I me love watching it because of my love of trashy trash TV, TV than it is at this point about my love of drag. Yeah. Speaking of trash TV, I started watching Love Is Blind on Netflix. <sighs> You know I'm in the 90 Day Fiance, right? Like, I know. That's my thing. I like, know. Hardcore. I know. And I watched all of what was on Hulu of that and all the spinoffs that they had. So it was 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, and 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days. I watched what was all available on Hulu. And I was sad because when I would try and go and read it and read about 90 Day Fiance, it was about all the, the recent. newer seasons. Right. But I recently found out that Mary Angela's Fios password works for TLC.com. So I'm now watching. Now you're set. Not the most recent season, but last season of 90 Day Fiance. Then I'll watch the most recent one. And then I'll watch Before the 90 Days, the rest of Happily Ever After. And a show that I was recently introduced to called Pillow Talk, which is basically them doing commentary. It's the people that are on the show, but like sitting at home on their couch watching it and like making commentary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this. So that's my trash TV. Oh, I love it. Uh, my favorite trash TV, and I haven't been watching it recently, or but I started watching it before I moved to Pennsylvania, was Breaking Amish. That's my favorite mm. one. That shit is so trash. <laughs> it's so fake. It's so trash. And I am 100% here for it. I love that you're here for it. I was like, oh my God, Amish in Lancaster. And then I moved here and I was like, oh my God, this is where it was. 
I'm uh, excited to talk about I Seen It, and we'll be recording that next. Oh my gosh, yay. So in that case, go join us on Patreon, then you'll get I Seen It for $5 or more a month. Yeah, you will. That's a good ad for uh, for our Patreon. So if you want to support our show, the absolute best way that you can do that is by subscribing to our Patreon. We have $1, $5, and $15 tiers. All of them get you something really cool, and of course, what's whatever is in the tier beneath that level as well. $5 gets you bonus content, though, like I Seen It, which we release once a month. It's me telling Sarah the plot of a horror story that she's never seen yeah. so that she feels like I seen it. That's right. And of course, the other ways that you can help us out if you can't afford to go on Patreon, which is totally okay, is to write us that five-star review on iTunes. As we said before, take a screenshot, send it to us, and we will send you a sticker. And we love your emails. Sarah lives for them. Please email us. Deadtimestories, all one word, with a Z at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this has been Deadtime Stories. Thanks for listening. More info on the live episode coming soon. Deadtime Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 